0: Many of us were upset about the job that Eric bien did on Sunday in New Jersey, but was some of that blame a little bit misplaced? That and more coming up on today's episode of Locked On Commanders.
1: Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And. Welcome everybody into this episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're getting your podcast and you can continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders Insider. Just join the Locked On Commanders Insiders program where you get news, inside scoops, exclusive content, including additional data to episodes, just like this one. Plus you get one-on-one conversations with me via text messaging. It's just straight to your phone. You go straight to me. You don't got to search the timeline or any hashtags or anything like that. Always welcome to what's always excited to welcome new insiders to the club as well. So join the locked on commanders insiders now and be in the know all the time. Just go to join subtext.com slash locked on commanders to sign up. I'm David Harrison. your host of this program on Twitter at dharrison eighty two. Credential member of the media covering your Washington Commanders for CommanderCountry.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. And, of course, I'm here with you every Monday through Friday, along with the everyday's. And, as always, I appreciate your continued support for the program. Today's episode brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use a promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed with GameTime. On today's episode of Locked On Commanders, we're going to rant about Ron Rivera and we're going to pick some things, uh, something that we want to sustain. We're going to pick something that we want to improve upon uh, for week seven from week seven ahead of week eight. But first, every good after action review starts with understanding what was supposed to happen. And that is our episode today, our after action review following the loss of the New York Giants. There was a mixture of blame towards Eric Bieniemy, the assistant head coach, offensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders and quarterback Sam Howell, uh, and as well as the offensive line for the struggles that the offense had on Sunday. Pretty much both sides also blame the offensive line, but there seems to be a little bit of a divide between people who think Eric Bieniemy is the culprit along with the offensive line, and Sam Howell is the culprit along with the offensive line. So, speaking of some former NFL players, something that was was interesting to me that was pointed out uh, following the game and is the first 15 plays, right? So, we've talked about game scripts before. We always kind of go over the opponent's game script from the week or two prior to see if we can find any tendencies Things like that. So I think I'm going to start going into these first 15 plays uh, following following games, following commanders games in our AAR episodes because they're significant in showing you what it is this team thought they could do well early on and kind of what they wanted to kind of open up with. Right? If you think about a chess match like their opening moves, it's not their killer move. It's not their biggest move, their best move, but it's something they felt comfortable doing. Against this opponent in games like this one, where it obviously didn't go well, it kind of gives you an idea maybe of where the, things also went wrong a little bit, right? So significant this week as another, again, another former NFL player brought up uh, in conversation that if the quarterback is struggling with these scripted plays, right? The first 15 plays, 15 to 20, the, one he, the ones that he tells the play caller, the offensive coordinator that he's comfortable with, he's confident in, what's going to happen when you go outside that comfort zone? That's kind of the big question. So, we all will look at Eric me and say, you know, change things up, switch up the plan, switch up the play calls, do other things. But the question from a former NFL player is if that quarterback is uncomfortable, if that quarterback is not doing well with the plays that he says he's comfortable with, what's going to happen when you change things up? There's a whole big part, broader conversation that we're going to have about that in our mailbag episode because it is something that came up through a mailbag question. But uh, we were, so we're going to talk more about game gameplay. But for today's AAR episode, I went to the tape and I watched the first Washington Commanders 15 plays on the offensive side of the ball. The ones that Sam Howell, in theory, is most comfortable with. And again, this is something that he has told us as well, that him and he and Eric Bianmi sit down before games and they kind of go over 15 plays that he likes, that he wants to execute based on the game plan, based off what they're talking about. They talk about it. They go back and forth. They set this, this script down, right? So I got a list of plays and insiders. You already received all of the the nitty gritty, the total personnel for every single play, the formation for every single play where every single player was lined up, whether there was motion, all that stuff. I don't have time to go through every all 15 plays, but I can give you kind of an overarching view of what we saw in those 15 plays. So here's what we saw in the first 15 plays of the game. And by the way, the 15th play. So really the end of that script that play was executed with 11 minutes and 20 seconds left in the second quarter. So we're already four minutes almost into the second quarter by the time they're through their script 15 plays. That's it. By the time we get, you know, part of way through the second quarter, it took a very long time for the Washington commanders to get through their script. And then they had to kind of go from there and kind of figure out what was going to go on in the first 15 plays there were 13 unsuccessful plays. And if you're not familiar with the successful play versus unsuccessful play first, first and ten, first down plays, just in general, uh, it's successful if it gains 40% of the yardage. So first and 10, you need to gain at least four yards to be considered a successful play. Second down is 60% of the remaining yards. So if it's second and 10, six yards, if it's second and eight, 60% of eight, um, third down, you need to get 100% of the yards remaining. So obviously third and 100%, third and 10 10%, 100%. And then there's really no you know, fourth down. If you go for it, obviously it's going to be another 100%, right? So of the first 15 plays on office for the Washington Commanders, 13 of those plays were unsuccessful. Meaning mean, they didn't hit those percentage gained benchmarks. That's 86% of your scripted plays. And again, these are the plays that your quarterback and your office coordinator say that they're most confident and most comfortable executing against this defense. And that kind of shows... How well did Sam Howell and Eric Bianami Bien- in tandem, because this is a group effort, anticipate what they would be able to do against the New York Giants defense? And I think that that right there shows you not very well. They did not anticipate this very well. So you're already coming out the gates. You think you have a plan. You think you're confident in that plan. And boom, right off the bat, it's not working. Only two of the plays were successful, obviously, right? 13 minus 15 only leaves two. Personnel groupings in those first 15, 15 plays. They went 10 personnel one time. That's one back, no tight ends. That's 6% of the usage. 11 personnel 10 times. That's one back, one tight end. 12 personnel twice. 13 personnel twice. I was actually a little bit surprised looking back at the film to find 13 personnel on the field. So that's 13% of the time uh, as well. But obviously the lion's share of the the personnel usage went to 11 personnel, which is what we're used to seeing this season. The run pass split. They ran the ball five times. They passed, passed the ball 10 times. So not a very equitable split there. They definitely came out looking to pass against this New York Giants defense Four of the five times they ran the ball. They ran it to the right side of the offensive formation once they ran it to the middle. And honestly, that run in the middle was actually designed to go to the right side as well. So all five times they were looking to run to the right side of the offensive formation. So the left side of the defensive formation, the results 3-3 three, three and outs, one first down, and a net gain of 17 yards. Sam Howell on those 10 pass plays was 2-for-6 for 33 yards. Uh, he was sacked three times. One of those play calls actually was called dead because it was a false start, but because the play was out allowed to execute at first, it is a play call, so I did add it or include it in the first 15. So if this is what Sam Howell was comfortable with, then what was it that he was really comfortable with? Well, obviously they wanted to run the ball to the right side of the offensive formation. They felt comfortable doing that because uh, again, even that up the middle run was designed to go to the right. B Rob had to cut it up the middle because the hole that he was trying to go to was filled 14 of the 15 plays that they ran were in shotgun. 11 of those 15 used motion 12 of those 15 used inline tight ends. That means a tight end who was lined up right outside the tackle or attached to the tackles hip eight of the 10 pass calls, Featured deep routes. Both of the completions that Sam Howell had in those first 15 plays in those 10 pass calls featured three receivers lining up to the right side of the more of the of the formation. Trips right, so that shouldn't be a surprise because he actually has the most past attempts, 52 of them so far this season, out of a trips right alignment than any other quarterback in the National Football League. Second place, Patrick Mahomes with 40. That's according to Sports Info Solutions. So Sam Howell throwing out of trips right more than any other quarterback in the National Football League. So if you're planning a defense. Based on Sam Howell, after watching these first first 15 plays, you're playing on seeing a lot of shotgun. You're playing on seeing a lot of runs to the offense's right side. Motion, so you need to say scheme discipline, preparing for inline tight ends, and you need to have your defenders deep about half the time because Sam is usually reading deep to short about half the time. So you know you're going to have some time to get your pass rush in as well, which is what we saw against the New York Giants. It's what we've seen a lot, right? But the question or debate that a lot of people are having is, is the offensive struggle on Sam Howell or is it on EB with the offensive line getting blame for both sides of those two? Well, the answer is going to likely be a combination of the two, right? It's really not usually one side or the other with the offensive line kind of getting blamed for both sides. But going through the 13 unsuccessful plays, I count at least eight of those that by play design and call, you can say that with proper blocking, proper pre-snap reads and throw execution, the results actually could be successful. So to me, I wouldn't say that the designs aren't flawed at all. But it's about execution. Where can we point to EB is that only four of the first 15 had more than two tight had two or more tight ends in the formation, two backs to help protect the, the quarterback or in the clearing lanes. That's something that we wanted to see more of. So from a strategic standpoint, maybe getting more help to the blockers. But how much of it is on Sam picking the best plays that he's also comfortable with in the first 15 and how much of that is on EB to make sure that Sam is in the best position to be executing efficiently. Honestly, that's going to be a person to person discussion. That's going to be a leadership discussion. My answer is that's on both of them. But first and foremost, it's on the coordinator to make sure that the plays scripted have a reasonable chance of succeeding. And to me, that's not just schematically, but being honest about your personnel, what they're capable of handling. Again, we'll go back into game planning a little bit more tomorrow in our mailbag episode, but it wasn't all bad. In fact, there's something very specific we saw on Sunday in week seven that I would like to see on Sunday in week eight. Every dares, you probably guess the name of that offensive player that's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked On Commanders brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. And you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, which is why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free once you post your job, add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash NFL. So post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode of Locked On Command is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America, and they are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you. Against the numbers, instead of battling thousands of other players, you're going to pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch your winnings roll in prize picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds and prize picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday every Tuesday. Price Picks is going to discount select player projection up to 25% to give you even more value. And Price Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use a promo code locked on NFL in all lowercase for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Thanks again for being locked on to your first listen or view today and every day, every day. Thank you as well for coming through on a regular basis like you do. Football season is here. Locked on is kicking up our coverage with Locked on NFL kickoff live each Friday. Locked on will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked on YouTube channel. Hosts. Sinitra, Jarvis, and Kyle will break down every game on the NFL slate for you to get ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Time for the next step in our after-action review. We talked about kind of what the, the commanders wanted to try to get done, what they were trying to get done, what they were trying to use in order to defeat the New York Giants obviously did not go very well, but there are some things that we can take away to sustain. There are plenty of things we can look at to improve. But we're only going to pick one. We're going to start first though, with the sustain and my sustain. And again, every day is you've heard me talk about this kid. You've heard me talk about him since he got drafted this off season. Uh, and you know that I've been wanting to see him more involved. That is running the ball just in general, obviously, but also running the ball with rookie running back, Chris Rodriguez, junior Uh, look, Going back to draft weekend, Ron Rivera said that Eric Biannimi asked for Chris Rodriguez Jr. specifically. He wanted him. He had a plan for him. He saw a vision of how he fits into the Eric Biannimi offense. And so when I went back and watched the tape on him, and I kind of envisioned a way that Eric Biannimi might be able to use him. I got very, very excited that he's got obviously running back skills, fullback skills. I mean, not right now, but there's there's a day in and in a, in a year. And if, if you know the coaches seem uh, inspired enough that you could possibly see him line up in some tight end splits and do some things out of a traditional tight end set. Right nine sacks or nine sacks, nine snaps in week seven. doesn't sound like a lot. It was a season high for him. Uh, However, he also had six snaps in week six. These are offensive snaps, second most all season. And in the three games he played before week six, he had six snaps the entire season. So he already got more uh, snaps than he had the the rest of the season. These last two years, he did miss weeks four and five due to an illness and, and all those things. But that's that you can kind of see his trajectory starting to go up and for the season, this kid's got 14 carries, 61 yards, and he's averaging 4.4 yards per carry. That's a very good running line. And granted it's coming in spurts. You know what I mean? He's never really getting fatigued. You're never really seeing him, you know, get, get, get kind of a bell cow share and all that stuff. And I'm not even necessarily saying it's time to see him get that bell cow share, but I do think it's time to see him get a little bit more action. Like we are seeing him get some increased action. I want to see even more starting this weekend against the Philadelphia Eagles. Right now, he's also averaging 3.71 yards per carry after contact. That is the highest average on the team uh, just ahead of Brian Robinson Jr. He's also got three missed tackles forced. So three tackles that he's forced to be missed on 14 carries. If you pace him out and extrapolate that data out to Brian Robinson's carries, that puts him on pace to have more than 18. Brian Robinson right now has 16 missed tackles forced, That kind of shows you an example of how much Chris Rodriguez is becoming a problem for, for defenders. My improve. Sam Howell's pre-snap impact. I dove into the All-22 before bringing this up on this program. First sack of the game comes the second and nine from the Washington 32, and they end up losing eight yards. And they come out of 12 personnel, shotgun formation, one tight end in line, one split. Uh, and they run a diagonal nine route combination to the right side, where the outside receiver of the formation on the right runs a nine route a go, while the slot receiver runs a flat. So that's how you get uh, a diagonal nine route combination. Tight end run. Tight ends run a mesh mesh concept. Both tight ends run a mesh concept, uh, where the split end John Bates and the inline tight end Logan Thomas run matching shallow crossers opposite from each other uh, to get open that way. Pre motion. Signals that the Giants are probably in zone and you've got one defensive back six yards off on the far right receiver and another nine yards off of the slot receiver. Again, probably expecting zone. Knowing that I've got to go on the outside route and knowing that I've got a flat inside the slot with with defenders playing that far off, the slot is immediately my hot receiver. If I'm the quarterback, I know if I've got pressure, that slot guy is my best bet because those dudes are playing a, a full set of sticks off of my guy. The Giants do end up bringing an extra rusher. And instead of recognizing it and getting the ball to Jahan Dotson, who's wide open out of that slot flat route with about eight yards of separation between him and the nearest defender, Howell tries to wait for the play to develop. And by the time John Bates is coming open on his shallow crosser, Sam Howell is already getting sacked. Now Nick Gates gets beat on the play. So you can put the sack on him credit wise, but a better pre-snap read creates an opportunity for a completion. That's what this discussion is all about. Sack number three, third and seven from the Washington 41. We got 11 personnel again, shotgun with the tight end left in line, two receivers on the right and tight and one receiver on the left in tight. Uh, pre-snap gives you a man coverage look, and you've got a blitz heavy look coming from the New York giants. And I already know if you're Sam, Howell, you got a crosser coming right to left uh, against the deep high safety and man coverage. Now that is a deeper route, but pre-snap planning can aid you getting the ball where it needs to go at the snap. Terry McLaurin is coming across the middle on that deep crosser with an inside release on his man. While the deep safety is 15 plus yards deeper than Terry McLaurin is. He's already got his hand up. He's already trying to tell Sam, get the ball out here. I'm open. I can go get this thing. Uh, Sam doesn't anticipate this, however, and if he does anticipate it, he can get the ball out there, throw it out flat for Terry to go out there and run and get it away from his defender. But because Sam isn't, he ends up getting swallowed by the pressure. Uh, On this play, guys, Washington has seven blockers. The Giants bring six rushers. The reason it fails is because right tackle Andrew Wiley collapses on an interior offensive lineman or defensive lineman while the defensive back lined up outside comes in completely untouched. Again, not so much about blame for the sack as it is understanding that what – Santana Moss, what Brian Mitchell are talking about is if Sam sees these looks before the snap, just like Terry McLaurin, I mean, guys, Terry McLaurin immediately off the line of scrimmage, just throwing his hand up in the air saying, I'm here. I know this is good against this. Look, those are where Sam, those are areas that Sam Howell can get better at to help combat a shaky offensive line. Again, seven games in. Uh, I think I give a little bit more credit than some people do. I think Sam is still young. Sam is still growing. But that is where you need to see Sam Howell improve from week to week, especially week seven to week eight. And those are the sacks that came in the first 15 offensive plays of the game. So when we talk about fast starts, those are some of the things that Sam needs to do to help his offensive line, especially when you're playing super aggressive defenses like the New York Giants. Again, EB can certainly do some things as well. I think that to me, the blame has to be spread around. There's no one person. There's no just the offensive line. Uh, The blame has to be everybody. Eric B. has got to teach Sam how to do this better. Sam Howell's got to take it in and go out there and execute better which is what Ron Rivera said when he talked to us on Monday afternoon when he met for his day after press conference. But that's not all he said. We're going to be ranting about Ron coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And this episode of Locked On Commanders brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry about your buying tickets to the next big event. Game time is the fastest and the easiest way to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seats, and their best price guarantee, Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. So you can get yourself some great tickets, take your kid to see a hockey game coming up, go scope out those perfect seats to see the Foo Fighters next year, whatever you want to do on top of last minute deals. Game time also has flash deals, they've got zone deals with easy to find tickets for every kind of event in your area plus you can see the view from your seat that you're looking to buy so you know what to expect when you arrive and with game time's best guarantee price if you find tickets in the same section and row for the same event for less they'll give you 110 percent of that difference take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the game time app create an account use the promo code locked on nfl for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms do apply again create an account and redeem the promo code l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n-n-f-l this episode of Locked On Commanders, ranting about Ron. We're going to take some Ron Rivera quotes from his day at press conference. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into those. First quote on offensive play calling, because again, this has been a hot topic uh, around commander's land. Uh, Ron Rivera said, quote, I've been fine with what we've tried to do offensively. As far as I'm concerned, and look at some of the biggest things, again, it really is about the development of this young quarterback. There's been a lot of positives that you see coming out of some of the things that Sam has been doing. As far as that's concerned, you see his decision-making uh, been really good in terms of who he's throwing the ball to. Some things he can clean up is the type of throws that he's making, whether he's trying to loft the ball or he needs to put the ball on the line a little bit. We saw a little bit of that yesterday, but he's been really good at it. Just really appreciate his development. I think that's one of the big important things for us. End quote. And listen, um, I think when I first heard this quote, I think like a lot of people, I kind of looked at it and said, Man, like there, there's there's certainly some things that Sam Howell needs to get better at, obviously. Like, you know, again, this dude is is eight starts into his NFL career. But to put as much on it as he did, I think that that was a little bit unfair. But I go back and I watch you all 22, and again, I told you guys, eight of the 13 unsuccessful plays, and that's just kind of minimum, right? Eight of the 13 unsuccessful plays from the first 15. Uh, there are opportunities there for Sam Howell. Yes, some of it takes kind of an advanced – uh, cerebral part of the game that guys like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning were always really good at. And, you know, again, to a young quarterback, how much do you expect? That's that's going to be either the beholder type stuff. But those opportunities are there. Those opportunities to make those adjustments, see those things pre-snap and make the right adjustments are certainly there. Then there are some other passes. I, I go back to there was, there was a, a, a set where they ran three curls uh, during the first 15. And Sam Howell targets Curtis Samuel on the outside. Curtis is open. He's got room to run if he makes the catch. And Sam Howell just overthrows him. He just he throws it too far out wide, doesn't put the right line on it. You go later on, he's under pressure and there's a pass. He's trying to get to John Bates. He sails it over John Bates's head. Uh really. John, I mean, John actually goes to try to make the pass or to make the catch. And he kind of realizes, man, the trajectory on this thing is really super high. Maybe there's a guy behind me, and there is actually an in route breaking in behind him, but the in route hadn't developed quite yet. So he wasn't there to make the catch. And so John Bates kind of left in no man's land of saying, is that ball for me? Is that ball really not for me? As many times as I looked at it on the all 22, I think that pass was intended for John Bates, but Sam Howell just puts too much air underneath it. It sails over John Bates' head. So there's just some things there and some consistency issues with Sam Howell so far. But what you see in the play calling, what you see in the play designs is that there are opportunities for Sam Howell to make those plays. He's just got to get more consistent and making those. The, the talent and the ability certainly is still there. Second quote, uh, Ron was asked about the comments made by John Allen. You may have heard them. I'm not going to repeat them on here because they're very expletive laden. If you hadn't, I know J.P. Finley had a pretty popular video of John Allen. So go check out J.P. Finley's Twitter account. and You can see that video. Uh, So Ron was asked about those comments and the frustration from the locker room. Ron said, yeah, there was one player that made a comment that I'm aware of. He's very disappointed, as is everybody else. I can't dispute it just because he's a very passionate football player that wants to win. I get it. We all want to win. We're all passionate about this game. We want to win, and that's the bottom line. Frustration, sometimes gets the best of us, and we've got to be able to handle that as well. Trust me. I get frustrated when I get up in front of you guys and I listen to some of the questions, and I want to be able to say some of the things that I really wish I could, but I can't. And that's what Jonathan felt. So you know, I can understand it, and I can appreciate that. So I got nothing but respect for how hard the young man plays, and what the young man is trying to do, and that's win football games. And quote. And that's kind of the biggest thing I want to get across to the fan base. Nobody wants to take away from fan frustration. Fan frustration is very real. It's earned. It's deserved. And the most frustrating thing part about it is you can be as passionate as you want. You can see as many things as you want. You can't impact the product on the field except for coming to the stadium and cheering on your guys. And hopefully a lot of you are going to be in the stands because they got a tough match against the Philadelphia Eagles coming up. If you are in FedEx field, I really hope you're going to be there to cheer on your guys. They certainly need it. They certainly need the support. But I can promise you just from being on ground and seeing these guys work on a very regular basis, they're putting in the work. They're putting the effort. Nobody in that locker room is happy with what's happening. None of the coaches, none of the players. Nobody. And I think the good thing right now is that everybody is trying to take their share of the blame. Chase Long was asked about his first two sack game of his NFL career. He said, we lost. It doesn't matter. That's exactly the attitude you want from your players. So coming up tomorrow, it's mailbag time. If you got mailbag questions I already got quite a few, but if you got mailbag questions drop them in the comments on YouTube, hit me up on Twitter or send them to me by becoming a locked on commanders insider, at joint subtext.com slash locked on commanders. As always, thank you so much for making locked on commander's your first listen or view today. And every day, every day, or thank you for coming through on a consistent basis. Like you do. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day. Part of your football routine until we speak again, please be safe, be kind. And I'll see you next time for another episode of locked on commanders, part of locked on podcast network, your team every day.